This is the Saturday Morning Serial Podcast with your host, Amanda Ann. Hello, everyone, and happy early Easter to all. I love Easter mainly because it's all about the rabbit decor. It's always a bonus for me as a rabbit owner because I can actually get away with having rabbit themed things up year round. So of course on Monday, I can't wait to snatch up all the clearance items from the stores that have rabbits on it. <laughs> but anyway, I am going to be talking about Kong vs. Godzilla that is now in theaters and streaming on HBO Max. But before I begin, I do want to put up a warning that there might be spoilers in this review. Overall, I did enjoy this movie. I mean, it's the famous Godzilla and King Kong duking it out again. This movie takes place about 40 years after Kong Skull Island, which that was released in 2017. And this movie also takes place just a little bit after Godzilla King of Monsters, and that movie was released in 2019. You really don't have to see these movies before this one, but it is good to. I enjoyed Kong Skull Island with Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson, Samuel Jackson, John Goodman, and John C. Riley, and each of them had great performances. And overall, the movie has a star-studded cast, and it turned out to be really fun. However, as far as Godzilla, King of the Monsters go, it was just okay. And I did like the three-headed monster named Giodora, which plays a part in this new film just a little bit. That movie has stars like Millie Bobby Brown and Vera Farminga, in a, and they play um, daughter and mother, respectively. And I really do enjoy both of these actresses' work. You know, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things, and my personal favorite, Vera, is from The Conjuring, and I love that whole entire Conjuring universe. <laughs> So Godzilla vs. Kong is directed by Adam Wingard and it stars Alexander Skarsgård, Rebecca Hall, Brian Tyree Henry, and Millie Bobby Brown, and Kyle Chandler. They reprise their roles from Godzilla King of Monsters. It was released this past Wednesday in theaters as well as HBO Max and so far it has amounted to 16.9 million at the box office and that number is as of right now um, recording this podcast. And according to Deadline.com is predicted to make between 30 and 40 million this weekend. With the new vaccines out it looks like folks are venturing to the theater again so it's really great to see. Hopefully anticipated movies such as this one and other big names that are going to be released in the future, such as Black Widow this July, will bring back the crowds and revive the movie theater business. And going to see a movie is an experience, and I hope it doesn't go away anytime soon. I mean, there's nothing like going with your friends, family, significant other, whatever, and getting your popcorn, sitting down, and just really experiencing a movie for the first time. And I, who loves the good theater reaction? I go back to the Avengers Endgame and Infinity War, and I just, those reactions were great. Kong is bigger and better than ever. We see him in a confined home environment, in which isn't really explained until later in the movie. I found myself wondering where he is, and who is this woman and child that seem to have a bond with him? I instantly adore the bond that Kong has with little Gia, who opens up the movie. Gia lives with a scientist named Eileen Andrews, with whom has adopted Gia, and She's kind of considered a mother to her now, and together they create a home in this kind of like a confinement space that they keep Kong, and it's kind of like a virtual look, and it makes him feel like he's at home at Skull Island. In all, Kong seems to trust the two overall, and 
the three of them do create this little like home family dynamic between them. The actress that portrays Gia is named Kylie Hoddle, and she steals the show impressively. She's actually deaf and came from an all-deaf family. As I was reading into this movie, I am moved over the fact that they brought this concept to light about Kong understanding human sign language, which is how in the film, him and Gia communicate and we understand that bond even deeper. The cast, such as Rebecca Hall and Alexander Skarsgård, they all learned ALS to communicate with Kylie, which I think is great and it shows that they truly care for her and they respect her as an actress. I'm hoping Kylie will have a great career going forward from this movie. What can I say about Godzilla? <laughs> I grew up watching the old black and white Godzilla and King Kong movies, but this overgrown supernatural lizard has always intrigued me. He's just a big ol' softy and only fights when he needs to or feels like he's protecting someone or something. I do have to say he is a very well-designed character from his previous movie and this one. It's something about the glow and the scales and his overall look that I find super appealing. So Godzilla starts his part of the movie with what seems like an unprovoked attack in a city off the coast of Florida, but we learn that there was a purpose behind it, and Madison Russell, who is played by Millie Bobby Brown, and her newly enlisted team consisting of podcaster Bernie, played by Brian Tyree Henry, and friend Josh, who's played by Julian Dennison, and they try to find out what prompted Godzilla to appear. Speaking of Bernie, he's the one that brings light to the fact that Apex is up to something, and New Godzilla had a reason to only attack that one specific Apex facility. He has a podcast that Madison is a huge fan of, and the podcast theme is it exposes truths and conspiracies, so that's how Madison and Bernie team up. So we got these two stories going on in one movie. One might think it could be busy, but honestly, I felt like overall the flow was there. The back and forth of the two stories didn't take me away from the movie as a whole. I felt like they completed, let's say, a Kong scene fully and they transitioned very nicely into a Godzilla scene. However, in the end, this movie was very predictable as we later find out in the motive of Godzilla's return and how Kong falls into place in all of this. I'm not that good at guessing the outcome of a movie, but I got this one right in the middle of the film. Naturally, we know the two monsters are going to fight, and ultimately, this is just another take on these classic characters. There really isn't anywhere else to go with this story, and the characters from here, but never say never. <laughs> I heard they shot an end credit scene, but it didn't release it. I believe it was due to a fact that there is a lack of anything else being planned on following after this film, so we'll see on that. Visually, this movie was stunning. I know I touched upon Godzilla earlier, but Kong also genuinely looked like a monkey. It's amazing how we go from an animatronic to a guy in a suit to now a full-blown CGI realistic looking Kong. His fur, his expressions, it's all there. And Godzilla is the same way with his scales and his slippery lizard-like appearance. This film talks about all this scientific jargon that I really didn't understand too much, so bear with me a little on that. But Kong is... Kong goes to basically the center of the Earth, and I call the team Team Kong, you know, Gia, the scientist, Alexander Skarsgård character. They follow him into the center of the Earth, and there's this little anti-gravity safe vehicle they have that they ride in and their mission is to find some radiation which ultimately is what the antagonist from Apex wants for his secret weapon that we will learn about. 
So to rewind, Apex in Hong Kong has a secret project they're working on and Skarsgård's character is offered to help them find this radiation at the beginning of the movie, but he ultimately doesn't know why and what it's going to be used for and he agrees. So in, he, he teams up with his old friend Eileen, which is the scientist, and little Gia to bring Kong to Antarctica to the opening of this center realm of the Earth. So back to visuals. The environment and overall design for this center of the Earth-like place was amazing, and it truly captured what we would envision that place on this planet to be like. There were different monster creatures, blossoming fields, etc. And when you look up, you can see the land in which we currently are on. It's like looking at the Earth upside down, if that makes sense. It sounds better in my head. <laughs> So this was Kong's home, and you can see the look of realization and such on the ape's face. He actually wields an axe of sorts with the radiation power, and it makes him stronger. And it is also a component in the fight scenes later on. Also, the segment in Hong Kong was amazing. With the neon lights, it contrasted really well against the two monsters when they were fighting. And during the scene, we finally see Apex's secret weapon, which is a Mecha Godzilla, And this leads into an interesting turn of events. Mechagodzilla is also a well-known foe of Godzilla, so this became kind of like a three-way fight, which quickly turns into an epic team-up between Kong and Godzilla, and they fight the robot together that man, humankind created. Overall, this movie was visually appealing, and I think ultimately, that's what draws in the audience. The scenic designs in these more modern films of Kong and Godzilla have gotten so realistic that you forget it's not real. Ultimately, we see a Kong-Godzilla partnership against the Mecha. Are they friends now? Nah, I'll leave that for you to decide. I do have to say that when they were fighting, because of the brilliant CGI work, you could see the battle, I, I called it the battle of the egos, in their eyes when they squared off with each other. One thing to take away from these films is that man can truly cause more harm than anything. If these guys would leave Kong and Godzilla alone, then there wouldn't be as much destruction. Although, I can't vouch for any mythical monsters randomly showing up in this world and causing chaos, but as far as the story goes, it truly shows that we as mankind should leave some things alone and just leave it be. And especially when it comes to Kong and Godzilla in this, you know, make-believe realm. <laughs> I always will have a soft spot for these movies because they're classic characters. I'm sure many of you, if not seen the movies, know who King Kong and Godzilla are. Please give this movie a watch on whichever platform you're comfortable at the moment with. And it's like I said, it's not amazing, but it is good, and it's a classic monster fighting each other type of movie. On that note, are you Team Kong or Team Godzilla? Let me know. Let's start a poll on that. <laughs> I hope you guys all have a good weekend, and I will catch you next week.